Welcome to the Around Ripman Podcast. I'm your host, Cliff Feitner, and this is episode number 11. And I hope everybody got through the latest episode of Snowbageddon okay this, earlier this week. And I want to begin this week with a couple of shout-outs. First, I want to give a shout-out to the city of Ripman and Milton Township uh, road crews. The roads that I traveled on this past Tuesday morning were very clean. I had taken my wife over to Barberton around 7 a.m. and Milton Road was actually cleaner than 604. Matter of fact, Ritman's roads were cleaner than the ones I traveled in Barberton and Wadsworth. The next shout out will be to Jeremy Sampson. Jeremy works over at Unilock and his work was shut down on Monday. He went on the Ritman Talks Facebook page and offered to shovel driveways and walks for a nominal fee. Well, I got in touch with him, and he did a great job shoveling our driveway. And this was while my next-door neighbor took his snowblower to my sidewalk. Jeremy, with just a shovel, did a great job. He made the most of a day off from work. He also allowed me to be able to be well-rested going into my workday. I went down to my office, brewed me a pot of hardway coffee, and was able to work a full day. Ah, the benefits of the work-at-home life. I also saw other stories across social media that talked about Ritman students. With two days off from school, one being for Martin Luther King Day and the other one was weather-related, they went out shoveling driveways and walks and in most cases, they didn't ask for any money. This is a good representation of the small town with the big heart. And starting with this podcast... I can be heard on 92.9 on the FM dial, which covers 90% of Ritman on Thursday mornings. Ricky Favaza Jr. approached me on Facebook after last week's episode, asking if he could air around Ritman in the 8 a.m. hour. It'll be on around 8.30. If you know of anyone in town who doesn't go online, or you happen to be traveling around, in, around town about 8.30 a.m. on Thursday, Maybe on your way to get a great deal at IGA and some meat, and their beef prices are very competitive. Tune in to 92.9 and see what I have to say. Thank you, Ricky Favaza Jr., for this opportunity. In preparation for this episode, I've been looking through the book Arise Wild Land by Lindsay Williams. This is a book that details some of the history about Ritman. At the request of the unofficial historian of Ritman, Patricia Watts, this week I will be giving a lesson on how this town got its unique name. I was reading in the book about the Crown Hill Mennonite Church, and now I must use this to segue to the business I will brag about this week, the Country Hilltop Market. This great little store is located right across the street from the Crown Hill Mennonite Church. The Country Hilltop Market is a small store run by members of the Mennonite community. To me, it's a scaled-down version of the Ashery in Fredericksburg, one of the shops that we would, we would go uh, if we make a trip into Amish country. If you visit there on Saturday, expect to wait in line for what you need, especially getting any deli items. Their prices on lunch meat and cheese are very reasonable, and their selection is much better than what you would find going to Worcester, Wadsworth, or any of the other bigger towns. And if you look around, you will see quite a bit of bagged bulk items, many of which you will not find at any of the other retail establishments. When we go there, the first thing my wife reaches for 
are the mini Buckeye balls. If you have a sweet tooth, you can pretty much find whatever candy you want. The Hilltop Country Market also offers a full line of spices, items for bacon, baking, and frozen meats. Look around, you will probably find what you're looking for. They are located at 9696 Benner Road, near the intersection of Benner and 585, and they're open Monday through Saturday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and closed on Sunday. The server is looking for volunteers to cook some ready-to-serve meals that can be frozen and served as needed. Freezer bags of soup or 9x13 trays of any dish that can be frozen work great. These can be dropped off at the server on weekdays from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. The server thanks you in advance for your generosity. And now, from the pages of the January 17, 1952 Ritman Press, here's what was happening 70 years ago this week. The Polio Fund announced plans for a home talent show at Ritman High School on Saturday night, January the 26th. Also announced was the Porchlight Campaign, where volunteers would visit homes in town who had their porch lights on to collect for the March of Dimes. City Council failed to give approval to the mayor's appointment of Al Brandstetter as Village Chief Street Commissioner and Superintendent of Sewage Disposal. A meeting of various clubs and organizations would be held at City Hall on Friday to decide whether or not Rittman would have a homecoming in 1952. Thirteen local men were among the area National Guard units activated. And there were protests over Rittman basketball coach Ashton's Hall firing two members of the team and allowing three to quit until they mended their ways. Trogdon Supermarket, located on 150 East Ohio Avenue, was advertising, among other things, a 25-pound bag of Robin Hood flour for $2.09, Fleischmann's new and improved dry yeast, three packages for $0.10, and a package of cream eps for $0.13. And the Ritman Press advertised school supplies for all grades. Check out Ritman Press archives at the Wayne County Public Library website, where you can access historical newspapers from all over Wayne County. Once again, I was approached by Patricia Watts, who knows quite a bit about our town. She's the unofficial town historian. She thought it would be a good idea to let the listeners know how the village of Ritman got its name, and quite frankly, I agree. Most of the information that I got for this segment was uh, taken out of the book Arise Wildland. This is a book about the history of Ritman, written by former Ritman Press publisher, Lindsay Williams. I had originally purchased my copy along with Picturing the Past last fall. As a service to benefit the Ritman Historical Society, the Greater Wayne Community Federal Credit Union, a great place to bank, allowed them to place them at the Ritman branch at 328 North Main Street. So if you can go there, get your copy of both those books, or if you visit Pop Shake Shack, you can get those books, and you can also get one other about the Ritman City history. But I was reading Arise Wild Land while traveling to a band show this past October, and I was thinking that all the new teachers hired by the Ritman Exempted Village School District should get a copy and be required to read it. 
And this town was known by a few different names in the early days. Most of the time, the names were decided by whomever the postmaster of the village was. The first choice of the names was New Trenton. However, because of the possibility of confusion, the post office disallowed it and instead assigned the town the name of New Prospect. This name would be in effect from 1836 to 1863. And New Prospect was chosen after New Trenton was disallowed. And from 1863 to 1879, the townsfolks resided in Milton Station. Yeah, this name was chosen uh, when the uh, town's post office was moved down to the southern part of the town where the railroad was being built. Yeah, however, the railroad wanted Ritman or back then Milton Station, to change its name because the locomotive engineers were getting Milton Station confused with Milton Switch, which was just a little bit north of Amwell. Yeah, don't bother looking for Amwell on a map that comes out nowadays. The name Amwell was replaced later on by Sterling. In 1879... The Reverend Elliot insisted that the town be called Elio in recognition of his family, which had founded the town. And for a short time, he and Charles Murdoch published a weekly newspaper called The Bugle to promote this claim. Personal tributes were rejected by the village residents, so the neutral name of Arcona was suggested. This choice finally exasperated the Erie officials who had regained formal control of the railroad under a 99-year lease from the NYP&O in 1881. Train passengers bound for Akron often got off in, at Arcona by mistake. The railroad said, you folks can call your town anything you please, but we are naming our station Ritman after our treasurer, Fred Rittman. And inasmuch as the res citizens couldn't agree on a mutually satisfactory name, they gradually came to accept the compromise. Rittman is the only city in the United States so named, a distinction few others can claim. But the namesake, Fred Rittman, never lived or visited here. So, you know, think about this. He was the treasurer of the railroad and uh, probably had some pretty nice perks on the job. And, and one of the perks probably was, hey, you don't skim any money off the top. We're going to name a small unknown. And I always thought that the train depot where the name Rittman first uh, had appeared would be over at the Erie Depot, which is now the depot restaurant on, on uh, Grant Street. But that depot from what I had read, hadn't been built until 1909. The train depot where the name Rittman first appeared would be located on the corner of Erie Street and South Main Street. So something I'm thinking right now is I'd love to see a, a historical marker sitting at that spot stating this is the spot where uh, Rittman was first identified, or uh, where this town was first identified as Rittman. Of course, another uh, historical marker I'd love to see 
would be over at 88 North Main Street, where the Ritman Press sat for many years. But, you know, that's, you know, some guy who lives in the South Fork development thinking, and, you know, we might see it someday, maybe someday we won't. But uh, it's something to think about. And David Collins has also proposed to me uh, at times, you know, we're, we're just talking one day over at Pop Shake Shack about a pictorial walk or historical pictorial walk around Ritman, whereas they could go to some spots where the historical buildings would be and they would be able to put a picture there. So, and I know a picture of that old depot does exist. I've seen it in Arise Wild Land. I think that would be great sitting uh, at the corner of um, Erie Street and South Main Street, especially in view of the uh, County Line Bike Trail, which was where the railroad tracks were, where uh, that depot was. You know, it would be really great. And I was also thinking that another thing that would be great, and if any of my young friends who go to Ritman High School are listening, this might be a great uh, art project. Whereas if you put a sign on the side of uh, the depot restaurant, or maybe both sides of the depot restaurant, that says, welcome to New Prospect, have that crossed out. Milton Station, have that crossed out. Elio, have that crossed out. Arcona, have that crossed out. And then in big letters, Ritman. I think, you know, that would, you know, put a little bit of of a light humor on how many names this town has also had. And going back to Arcona, I was also thinking of the tattoo parlor uh, right on the square that's called Arcona. And I had taken a look at her website, and the reason that she named it Arcona was because that was the name of the town before it became Ritman. So uh, if you... Uh, if you partake in her services, go in and thank her for trying to restore a little bit of the history of Ritman. Well, that's all I have for today. I do thank you for listening, whether it be uh, in one of the podcast apps or if you're listening on 92.9, which I will be on every Thursday. Uh, you have yourselves a really great day, a great week. And if you have anything that you want to hear, on the Around Ripman podcast, please drop me a line. My email address is aroundritman at gmail.com. Have yourselves a great week. Patronize the Ripman businesses and tell your friends about this great podcast. For Around Ripman, I'm Cliff Feitner. <laughs>